Good evening, Los Angeles. It's so cool to say that. I love living in Los Angeles. If you're listening, that means you're listening live. It's, oh my goodness, February 1st. Happy new month. Happy new month. That's unbelievable. And it's like 12 o'clock in night, or is it 12 o'clock in the morning? Joel, is it morning or night? Morning. It's morning. And night. And night. Wow. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be a long show here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these it's like the Trinity. It's a contradiction. We have to know it's not a contradiction. <laughs> now, um, this is a, this is Apologetics.com radio. And if you listen to us, you are listening to us live. And I would really love it if you were listening to us and you were not driving an automobile or operating heavy machinery, I would like you to take out a pen and a piece of paper right now and write this phone number down. Because we really, really, really want to hear from you our listeners, and uh, you can call us with questions in the area of ethics, values, morals, religion, uh, of course, apologetics, or you can just call uh, with the topic that we're going to be talking about tonight. Our number is 888-995-KKLA. That's 888-995-5552. And uh, we're here for you. And who are we? Who are, who are we? Who are the, the collective we of apologetics.com radio? Will we challenge believers to think and think is to believe? I am going to, uh, well, I'm just going to roll over to you, Eric. Hi, Eric. Hi, I'm Eric. Hi, Eric. Who are you? I'm just a guy. Like, who, can just a can we really know who we are? Can we really know? You do you, man. I'll uh, do me. I'm Eric. I'm a, I'm a guy. Yeah. I, I believe in Christ. Amen. I follow Christ. That's cool. And uh, he is the way, the truth, know. and the life. I don't know what else I can say. Yeah, hey, that's cool. That's I'm a good computer enough. guy. Eric I wish we would talk guy. about computers. Can we Can we talk about computers? We cannot show? talk about computers. Uh, right. No, nope. There's no computers in heaven. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't ever thought about that. Okay, so there's Eric. Eric's one of our regular uh, co-hosts here. And then we've got Joel. Joe, you've been in here quite a bit, too. A couple of times. Yeah, where are you? you're a spy. <laughs> I think, right? Don't you? Aren't you NSA or? <laughs> I can't. I can't say. You can't say. You'd have to kill me. Something like that. No. He is part of another organization, though. Yeah. Oh yes, that's true. What, what organization are you a part of? Uh, the Southern California chapter of the Science and Culture Network. Which is a subsidiary of. It's an affiliated chapter with uh, Discovery's uh, Center for Science and Culture. Yeah, that's the Discovery Institute. Yeah. They do good, really good work. Do you know who they are, Chang? Uh, isn't that, uh, the, they specialize in the um, debates with the evolutionists and well, they do a lot of research and writing in the area of intelligent design. I mean, yes, Joel, is yes. that, is oh, that yeah. what they do? Stephen yeah. Myers. Right? Yeah, dude, he's legit. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Doug Axe. Eh. You know, no, these guys are like, they're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. They are amazing. No, trust me. They're amazing. And uh, Doug Axe is now at Viola, which is unbelievable. That's my alma mater. Which is so, as far as I know, is that right? I believe so. Yeah, that's crazy. And Joel, you do computer stuff too. I do. I'm yeah, an engineer. An engineer. We should. We need to do computers. Next. Next topic is computers. Computers and how they reflect the mind of God. Sure. We could do human <laughs> uh, transhumanism, or something like that. I don't know. We could do something fun. But let, yeah. let's focus on topic this like tonight. <laughs> Take one night at a time. And uh, so, the, so we've got Eric, we've got Joel, and we've got Chang. Chang. Chang, man. Yeah. Um, I'm just another dude also. A dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chang, I you, guess I'm the only Asian in the room. You are the only Asian. Um, in, it's good to point that out. Because uh, I, I would have never thought to say that. Um, what else? Uh, What's your favorite color? Green. 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 Uh, yeah, I can see you yeah. in green. 
Yeah. I like green too. And you're just a theological nut. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. You are a I'm fan. A fan. And you're, yo, you are like one of the smartest dudes I know. Thank you. Thank Every you. time we have a conversation, I always learn something. So that's really good. And you challenge and you push back. Same thing. Every, all you guys are fantastic, yeah, really guys. Good. That's good. And so that's us. If you guys are listening to us, you can call us at 888-995-KKLA. And uh, we're apologetics.com. Uh, this is the first Saturday, I guess, technically, of the month. And my name's John. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just a guy, too, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm just happy to be here with you fine folks. And uh, tonight, you know what? Like, I, I, there's just heavy hearts in Los Angeles tonight. Uh, we were just out at a restaurant talking about what we were going to um, discuss this evening. So we, we caught the, maybe what, the last maybe ten, five to ten minutes of the Lakers game. And yeah. uh, just we, we would, I think, be remiss if we didn't talk about this uh, topic tonight on the first episode of the month. Because last Sunday, as we all know, if you're, if you're in the L.A. area, certainly, and I would imagine that it's a national news story, um, but Kobe Bryant and eight others uh, crashed in a helicopter crash and all of them died um, and they actually crashed what five five to ten miles from from our house Eric yeah uh, I, I believe they went down in Calabasas in Calabasas and they're on their way to uh, to the Mamba Academy which is in Newbury Park which is our hometown. which is our hometown well it's your hometown for My sure hometown for sure I grew up there. You did grow up there. It's like your home hometown. It's my hometown. Yeah. You get you go you go back. I go back way back. Way back. I um I'm a transplant there. But yeah, it's like it's been a crazy like year and a half for Newbury Park, Thousand Oaks, because we had That's right, we had the borderline uh, borderline shooting, the major fires. fires, and then Kobe uh, Bryant and all well his 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 beautiful daughter, who I think was thirteen, uh, she went by Gigi or Gigi? Gigi. 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 Gianna. Gianna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a beautiful family he had. Mm-hmm. Or has, I guess. I mean, the family's uh, still with us. But anyways, that's going to be our topic of discussion uh, tonight. And I think it's a really important topic to be talking about because if we start talking about what's going on in the culture, uh, man, there's nothing really dominating the news stories like uh, the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, are any of you guys fans of, well, are any of you guys Lakers fans? I'm a Lakers fan. You are a Lakers fan. Yeah, diehard Lakers fan. For for like ever. Yeah, forever. Uh, since the Magic days. Uh, Do you I, remember like Magic Johnson playing? Yes, yes. I'm on TV. I've never seen him live. But, yeah. Uh, I watched all the the finals, the playoffs, whatever yeah. the games were on TV. I, I I watched them all. Yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I'm a um. So I was I used to be a Celtics fan because I grew up uh, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and. I remember going to the games, and the games that I remember going to see were like uh, I went to a Bulls game, Celtics game, so I got to see you no know, Bird versus Jordan, like legends. So I was a Celtics fan during that same time period where it was you know, um, McHale, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, uh, right. Larry Bird, right. Danny Ainge, uh, kind of during the dynasty years. But there was the Laker. Ri- there's always been the Laker rivalry. Right, right. So I've been bred not to like the Lakers. <laughs> but um, but when we get news, no matter who, what basketball team, no matter who you have your allegiance to, I think everybody listening would agree with me that uh, your heart has to break right. um, a little bit with the loss of life. Um, I've just been doing a little bit of reading on this uh, to kind of get ready for the the episode. And, you know, it's not just Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Of course, they dominate the news stories, but there's... Uh, basketball. I mean, a, ba- a college baseball coach and his daughter. There's, I think, uh, there was a mom and two. two there was a mom her. and a dad, right? 
Uh, was there? Yeah, yeah, there was a mom and a dad and, and, their, and, and their daughter. And they, I think they had two more kids that survived yeah. them. And um, the pilot, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just it's just tragic. Yeah. It's absolutely tragic. I, I, I was at church um, and I didn't find out till like towards the end. But people's phones like started definitely going off. Like, well, actually, I remember people looking at their their uh, their smart watches. You know, they started buzzing, and I'm like, "What are you like? What are you guys looking at your smartwatches for? You're in the middle of church." Okay. And then somebody, uh, my buddy Stone, came up to me. He's like, uh, "You know, Kobe Bryant's helicopter crashed and died right down the street." And I was like, "What? No way!" And were you at church, Chang? No, I was at home, just about to leave for church because we have uh, church like uh, uh, in the noon time. So the news were like trickling in around uh, eleven o'clock. Yeah, I got a text around eleven. And I thought it was fake at first. And I showed my son, and then he's like, what? And he started, like, looking it up. And at the time, it was early enough that, like, there were no other news outlets kind of showing it. And then so uh, I was very skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you see KTLA, and then my heart just sank. I was like, oh, my goodness. It's this real. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. Hey, Daniel, do you have a mic? I do. Daniel. Daniel's with us, too. Daniel is our, well, I guess, former producer. Is that right? Our engineer? Yeah, engineer. We, we could give you a promotion to producer. Yeah, I, I promote him to, to, to producer. To producer? You've been promoted to producer. I appreciate that. Hey, Thank no you. problem. Unfortunately, it doesn't come with a pay raise. That's all right. But that's okay. I like the title. Dude, are you a, are you, were you a Lakers fan or are you a Lakers fan? Yeah, it's funny enough. I would consider myself like a fan of all L.A. teams, but the one thing I always tell people is that I was probably too young to remember this, but my first memories of watching sports are the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. Like, I was four, and I remember watching 01, like, as clearly as I'm sitting here right now. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been uh, watching for years. And oh listening gosh. on the radio, Chick Hearn grew up with them that's insane yeah so you like you are you are the kobe generation yeah you know me and chang we reminisce about the olden days yeah. right magic i mean of course kobe colors the the our modern memories right, but right. that's amazing hey what uh daniel what were your thoughts like when you heard the news so i found out kind of similar to chang in terms of i got a text from someone and he's friend of mine he's a bit of a troll so immediately as soon as i <laughs> saw it i googled it and i'm like oh wait a minute um, but I, it kind of hit during the Pro Bowl because I was watching that, and it kind of reminded you me. Watch the Pro Bowl. Well, I was only. Well, I ended up watching. I think you're like the only person in the world who watches the <laughs> well, Pro Bowl. I wasn't. I didn't plan on it, but it's just kind of like with the news, you know, yeah. with all the social media, it felt like it's a good place to go to, like an actual place that's going to broadcast and going to give you information. But you know, I wasn't hit too hard by it in terms of like everyone is but definitely was really sad and then the more that came out about that his daughter was there it just became like a really sad tragic story and then the fact that it wasn't five like they've been reporting but nine that nine. Just, the whole yeah. it just got more awful as the day went on yeah it's like i think i think we all feel like that that's that's kind of regardless of our allegiance and like i was saying our our fandom of right. uh of, of who kobe was um, and or, or who he played for. I mean, we all had that. I mean, I, I assume that you guys agree, Joel. Do you, I mean, did, do, have you been tracking the story at all? Uh, not that closely, but it's all, it's always sad, especially when uh, you know. I think about. Um, I don't know if it's just there. Do they have? Are there more family members that uh, are mourning this? Oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I think about is the people that yeah that hear the news. They're that, left the. Yeah. So, so Kobe had four daughters, and I have four daughters. So it's like right there. It actually, I think, probably hit my wife Rihanna uh, harder than me. Maybe mainly because she's an LA girl, and like I said, it's been bred into me not to like the Lakers. Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, but the uh, like, like it, it hit her. I think Rihanna actually had a really healthy uh, view of it up front, just like you know uh, she's realizing what was lost. Not not only just a great talent. Uh, and we'll get into that maybe a little bit about what it means. But um, but an image of uh, an image bearer of God, well nine ultimately uh, suffered um, a death of a, an accident, a helicopter accident, which is super sad. And um, yeah, so Eric, where were you? Do you remember? Yeah, I was at church um, and our pastor came up to us and uh, I was actually visiting this church. Um, it's not our normal church. And uh, Were you at my church? I was. I was at Soli. Um, oh, but I, that's so funny. Anyways. So uh, I should have remembered that. <laughs> well, it wasn't me who came up to you, right? No, it was uh, it was Nate. Oh, okay. Bishop Nate. Um, Bishop Nate. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but he came up to us. Uh, I, I was talking with a friend of mine, and he, and he said, uh, "Oh man, I can't believe about Kobe." Someone came up to me right before service and told me about Kobe, and I was just bummed the whole service. And we said, "What about Kobe?" Yeah. And he said, "Oh, he died in a car and, and uh, at a helicopter accident." And and we said, "What?" Yeah, crazy. Uh, wait, you're just making that up, right? I mean, you, you, it's just something you don't, you don't, you don't hear, you don't think about, you don't, you don't expect someone to say. So, um, yeah, sure enough, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, it was shocking. Um, I, I'm not a big basketball fan, but my, my, both my sons are. Um, in fact, one of my sons is a big Kobe Bryant fan, so I texted him and, you know, see how he was doing, and it, it affected him. It, it affected a lot of us. Uh, you know, a lot of people were affected. Uh, they've invested a lot of time in, in watching Kobe, you know, grow up in his career. Um, I, I was affected. I, I'm not a basketball fan, but uh, I mean, there was a, there was a father and a, and a daughter who, who perished. And yeah. Just yeah. from that perspective, it's, it's hard. super sad. It's hard. It's um, we have a 13 year old daughter, so it's a little more, yeah, it's a little more like you said, you got four dollars. There's a connection there, even though I, we didn't really follow the, the yeah. game. What's what's interesting to me in this whole thing, and I, I had spent uh, Monday and Tuesday down in uh, in Chang's neck of the woods, down Orange County, the Irvine area, and both of those days, in order for me to get there, I take the 101 uh, freeway to, and I cut over to the one via Las Virgenes in Malibu Canyon, and I tried to get over on Monday morning. Las Virgenes was closed because Las Virgenes is the, the accident happened right on the, right in those hills, and they closed, so they were, I had to hop on the freeway and double back. Liberty Canyon, I think is what it's called, or something. And uh, but coming home that night, I drove by the the accident site just not because I'm a looky loo, just because that's my way home. And I was like, uh, you know, I was hoping, praying that it was open because it, it cuts off, you know, 25 minutes of my commute. And um, it was it was interesting because you can't really see anything from the road in in that night. So it was the day after the 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 day after the crash, and just over 24 hours later, and you could see spotlights. Um, over in the hills behind a bunch of apartment buildings and a park and stuff like this. And then on the opposite side of the street, uh, I mean hundreds of yards away from any accident site and, and, and buildings in front of that um, were groups of people just gathered, you know, behind Jersey barriers. Uh, the news trucks were all there. And, but there were probably 150 people uh, holding signs and um, and that was just really interesting to me you know I think as we start talking about this I think it's important to understand first and foremost like who Kobe Bryant was right he wasn't just a basketball player I mean his he-, he was flying in a, a multi-million dollar helicopter something he did regularly and that actually became kind of part of his, of his identity mm-hmm. you know it's kind of part of his brand and Kobe had a distinct brand right he had all the, the his signs and stuff on that that helicopter his 
brand on the Helico. Yeah, he had the he had the swoosh, the Nike swoosh. Yeah, I think. Uh, his his also his logo, mm-hmm. his his logo yeah. and everything. And so I mean, he he came to I mean, he was known as a a dominating person right. in whatever he did. And I think a helicopter was kind of a sign of that. It was a symbol yeah. of that. Um, <clears throat> and so he became kind of associated with that. And even after his NBA career. Uh, he's, I mean, he is an extremely, or was an extremely successful, uh, he, he made, uh, he made a movie, uh, an animated film. I don't know if you guys knew this. I learned this today that won an Oscar, right? You know, basketball. Yeah. And it was like, kind of his like ode to basketball. Hey, Daniel, did you ever see that? Is Daniel there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I can't see you, man. This That's thing's all right. I'm so over hard. The corner here, don't worry. Nobody puts Daniel in the corner, man. Come on. Um, <laughs> did, did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I did. It was, if I remember correctly, the year he retired, he wrote a letter in the Players Tribune, which is kind of like an athlete uh, site, and he wrote the letter to basketball. And so later on, someone animated it and turned it into a short film. So that's kind of the origin of it. So it's like a three, four minute thing that's just him talking about his career and how he got into it. I mean, it's a really, really well done piece of piece of art. Yeah, that's I haven't seen it. But it, I mean, it won an award. Yeah, uh, it just shows kind of his his uh, his multifaceted uh, entrepreneurial, uh, you know, I guess, drive in nature. You know, well, it, he was focused in basketball. And the reason, as I understand it, the reason he had the helicopter was because he didn't want to he didn't want to waste time sitting in traffic getting to the Staples Center or wherever it is they practice. He wanted to zoom over in the helicopter um, to, to maximize his time uh, dedicated to basketball. Yeah. Also, I'm, also with his family. I've heard that too. Yeah, I've I've read that it was like for he got it to get to practices, and I've heard recently that it was all it was a two way uh, thing that he really wanted to spend maximize time with his family, and um and maximize his time on the court. I mean, he was obviously very intense. He was a very right. intense individual. Um, and then I don't know if we want to talk about that or um and and how that maybe played out but what I, what I'm what I'm interested in is is Kobe Bryant's uh stature and position within culture uh because I was starting to think of this and to be honest with you guys like um I wasn't really affected a ton by this you know I uh I have memories of Kobe uh the t- I'm just going to bring it up 2003 uh the the scandal with the woman who accused him of rape in in Colorado and um that that whole ordeal I mean uh, no, no court trial, so there's no verdict, right? Uh, he settled out of court, if I remember yep. correctly, uh, for uh, an undisclosed amount of money, I'm sure multiple millions, millions of dollars. Yep. Uh, he bought his wife, I remember him buying his wife that huge diamond ring worth, I think it was like, I, I don't even want to say the number, but multiple millions of dollars right. again. And um, so that's always just kind of tainted my view of Kobe Bryant. And, and that's, I don't, I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying that's just the truth of the matter. No, so I'm, I speak as a Kobe fan. You are a Kobe yeah, fan. So I, uh, I remember that, and also he lost. I, I what I, he lost me as a fan, as a Kobe fan during like, that time. During that time, but uh, he won me back. Um, how he came out of that. Um, so in his second act, you could say when he changes jersey number from eight to twenty-four, uh, that's when he kind of won me over. So, so in in two thousand three, how old was he? Uh, well, he was 18 when he was 90, 17, 18 when he was 96. So he was like 22, yeah, 23? 20, 22. What is that? Uh, 25, 24? You're a Berkeley guy. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say 24. And he was 41, I think, this year, right? Yeah, yeah. he was 41. So he's born 78. So there's 20, 20 years. Oh, yeah, and the amount of growth uh, that he probably went through. And we'll get there, you know, but I'm just like, I'm just saying that this is kind of what tainted my view of him. Yeah. 
Um, Which is understandable because even I was tainted. Yeah. yeah. And um, so with that kind of on my heart, um, in my mind, I don't think I was necessarily, I wasn't, uh, I'm a pastor, you know, so uh, I'm a pastor and uh, an apologist. So I have the view of eternity in, in, in mind always. I try to at least. And it's not just because I'm a pastor. It's just that's how I think we should be viewing reality. So I think that helps me rationalize these types of things. Even lost in my personal life, I'm able to understand who God is and uh, that he's, he's sovereign and in control. Do you, do, you, uh, do you immediately go to, I wonder if you went to heaven or hell? Wow. Um, no, I don't immediately go there. I, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I didn't know if we were going to go here tonight on this Sorry. one. No, it's good. We're good. I, um, me personally, I don't think that's my position to say. I, I, I know very, I've, I, uh, I, I would say compared to what you guys in, in this room and Daniel probably uh, across the glass from me, you guys probably know substantially more about Kobe Bryant, the man, the person than I do. I know that, uh, that the, the rumor, rumor has it. Um, that he was at uh, mass that morning, um, six thirty in the morning. Six thirty in the morning with his daughter. So he took communion. You know, I mean, uh, in the Catholic Church, what that means as far as his salvation, I don't, I don't know, and I don't think it's my position to say. I don't think any of us should should be passing these types of judgments at a time like this. I think uh, my focus is more um, more cultural. I, I read this really great quote and uh, from an article on firstthings.com and I, i'm just going to share it with you guys because this kind of sums up my i'm just going to read it. it it says uh kobe and his daughter gianna had attended mass before they climbed aboard for their last helicopter ride we can hope kobe found sorry it's far away kobe found a rest for his soul greater than basketball there are no better parting words than those of kareem abdul jabbar's poignant tribute rest in peace young man Go with God, you know, and and I don't think I, it's my heart's desire that Kobe Bryant and his daughter knew Jesus and knew Him well. Um, it's my desire because uh, there's no other place that any of us would would want to be right. right now than in heaven. Um, but then there's also the reality of the opposite that uh, not everybody goes to heaven, and apart from Jesus, um, you know, we're we're all lost. And, uh, but also the, on the flip side of this, uh, like I said, going back to my bad attitude, not my bad attitude, but just my, I think, um, skeptical perception of Kobe Bryant, the man, I also know that the blood of Christ covers every single sin, past, present and future. So if he's a repentant man, then, uh, praise the Lord, you know, um, and I, I would like to be able to offer that hope to his family, you know, and, and, and if he didn't know who Jesus is and his daughter didn't know who Jesus is, I would hope and pray, and I am hoping and praying that, that this event causes his uh, family, because he's still got three daughters and a wife uh, that are, I'm, I'm sure, a mess. I can't even imagine the hurt and the pain uh, that this event would have caused them, but I hope, they, I hope this causes them to run to Christ. Amen. Um, so, but, but, uh, but, so I, I'm trying to come at it with a real perspective and trying to put, put my bias aside uh, 2003 is, is 17 years ago, you know, and if I look at myself the way I was 17 years ago, holy smokes, I'm, I'm a completely new man. I'm a different person. Uh, ask anybody who knew me 17 years ago. I was a uber liberal atheist, uh, living like hell, literally, you know, and, uh, so who am I to judge Kobe Bryant? Um, what I do know is the stamp that he left on culture, uh, at large. I mean, uh, 
It, well, it, we're not really here to, to judge anybody, right? I mean, well, I, th I mean, we can judge each other, right? I mean, we can, as I can judge Chang. As Christian, Christian brothers, right. we should. should I mean, that we have a standard, and that's where I think you're coming from is that how is anyone going to heaven? How is anyone going to get right with God? It's just through Jesus Christ and Him, him alone. Him alone. So, so, in that sense, we're judging Kobe. Our, so. our judgment, though, is, is and when, when, John's, when, when John speaks about, uh, about judging each other, it's, it's out of love. It's, right. out of, it's out of correction. It's out of orientation. It's out of, right. you know, we want to make sure that our brothers are going on the right path. And if right. we see someone coming off the path, right. we want them to come back on. Right. So that, that's the, I think that's Absolutely. The, the, the purpose right. of it. It's not, it's not to feel better about ourselves. Yeah, or, I'm not saying Kobe not going to heaven i'm not making that judgment i'm just saying we have a standard in which to judge by and if he did have faith in christ if he knew jesus christ then i would say yes but it's just i don't have enough evidence so yeah. i would just say i'm not sure and and regardless of of uh of where he was with jesus uh it, it's undeniable the mark that he's left right. on, on culture exactly well and, we, and we witness all the people you saw on uh, on that's Tank right or and yeah i mean just that i mean the night after this happened i mean what i when we get we're about to come up to a hard break but like when we get back i'd love to talk about what what do we think motivates people to leave their homes in the dead of night i mean i was driving <laughs> through that canyon at like midnight in the dead of night, leave their wives in their beds, their children in their beds, lock the door behind them, and drive to this remote, it's pretty remote out there, uh, this remote place in Calabasas, standing outside, nothing. See, seeing nothing. Seeing you All you're seeing is the 100 cop cars that were lined up up there. And... Um, and and I, I like what what is what is it that draws people to that and why are they why are people mourning this? I can understand mourning from a, a faith perspective uh, for the loss of life. Uh, violence has been done to an image bearer, and that should break our hearts. But uh, but it seems to me like there's more going on here, culturally speaking. And I think that Kobe is well situated. I mean, I think that I really do think the death of Kobe Bryant is one of the biggest celebrity and scare quotes celebrity deaths that that our generation will ever witness because of the way he's positioned and we can kind of talk about that being in la not in some other city uh he had his uh hands in in different um different endeavors uh, whether it be i mean he was just doing commercials like he I, I definitely could have seen him doing movies or something like that he had an entertainment company that was launching and like he was obviously a successful athlete so uh we're coming up to break i hear the music and uh this is uh what comes into our mind when we Whoa. think about god is the Am I still on? <laughs> what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing. And you should go to Rethink. That's going to be the ad that's coming up. But uh, if you're listening to us, this is uh, this is Apologetics.com radio. We're live on KKLA. And we're talking all things Kobe Bryant. Hey, if you want to call in, just drop this number and get to us at the break. 888-995-5552. And I see that we have a caller. We'll be with you in just a minute. Thanks, guys. What comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Everyone has ideas about God. Unfortunately, many people hold false ideas about him. And these ideas have consequences. Some false ideas have led people to worship a God of their own making, while others have led people to reject God altogether. This year, we've devoted an entire conference to answering the most common false ideas about God. Is God anti-gay? Is God good? Do Muslims and Christians worship the same God? These are just a few of the topics we'll be addressing. The only way to guard against false ideas is to fill our minds with true ideas. So join me and a number of other speakers at one of this year's Rethink Apologetic Student Conferences. Find out more information about Rethink by going to RethinkApologetics.com. That's RethinkApologetics.com. We're at war. 
It's not a war of bombs and bayonets. It's not a war against flesh and blood. In fact, it's not a physical war at all. It's a spiritual war. That's why Paul instructs us to put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil's primary scheme is deception. He wants us to believe false ideas about God. And the only way to guard against false ideas is to fill our minds with true ideas. Simply put, we combat deception with truth. It's unfathomable to imagine sending young men and women off to fight a physical war without proper training. Yet, when it comes to spiritual warfare, we do this all the time. The vast majority of our students are simply not prepared for the spiritual battle that awaits them. At this year's Rethink Apologetic student conferences, we're training students to counter the lies of the enemy. Lies like God does not exist, God is anti-gay, Muslims and Christians worship the same God are just a few of the false ideas we'll be addressing. So join me and a number of other speakers at one of this year's Rethink Apologetic student conferences. Find out more information about Rethink by going to RethinkApologetics.com. That's RethinkApologetics.com. The mission of Apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the internet, and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web, and in events near you. Gifts of any amount are appreciated, and it's very simple to participate. Just go to Apologetics.com and click Donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to Apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting Apologetics.com. All right, let's get back to the Apologetics.com radio show. All right, Patty people, hanging in there with us, 12.30 on February 1st. We are live on Apologetics.com Radio. So much fun. I'm fired up. We are we are fired up. We're talking um, all things apologetics tonight, and our topic this evening is uh, cultural apologetics. We're talking about a major thing that's just happened in our world here in Los Angeles, but I'd say the, the waves, the shock waves have been felt not only in this country, but probably around the world, as Kobe Bryant on Sunday morning around 9 o'clock, I think it was 9.03 or something like that, his, uh, his helicopter uh, went down in Calabasas, California, and nine souls were on board, and all nine souls uh, perished or lost, unfortunately. Everybody died during that crash, uh, including Kobe and Kobe Bryant and his daughter, and uh, some other friends and family, well, not their family, but friends and their families and the pilot. And uh, that's what we're talking about on apologetics.com, where we challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. And if you want to comment on this or anything else having to do with apologetics, please give us a call at 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. and uh, we would love to chat with you. But we have a caller right now. It's Michael in Canoga Park. And, Michael, are you with us? Yes, I'm, I'm here. Hey, man. How are you doing thank tonight? You. Good, good. And thanks for, for the program and everything. It's sad, but it's like a necessary thing at the same time. Yeah. Uh, we feel the same way. We need to talk about it, but it's super sad. 
Right, right. Yeah, before I, what I called for, I just wanted to mention I was walking at, in Canoga Park, crossing the street, and I looked up, there was a bus that had R.I.P. Kobe. I've never seen anything like that before, and I uh. thought it was just this one bus driver that did it, but then later on, I was with some friends in in Panorama City area, and they're like, wow, look at the buses, have R.I.P. Yeah. When I was driving um, down to Orange County uh, Monday and Tuesday, by Tuesday morning, every one of the digital billboard signs, you know, the digital ones that change, uh, all of them had uh, signs. The freeway uh, signs? The freeway signs. All of the billboards had uh, rip uh, Kobe Bryant. Wow. So it's definitely a, a big a big story. But you uh, you're calling in with an interesting point, and I'm going to let you explain it because I think that it's uh, I think it's interesting. What what you call in for? Yeah, yeah, it's inter- Yeah, it, and it's kind of uh, what's interesting to I hadn't thought of it at all until you guys was mentioned until the topic came up about his infidelity and everything. And then as soon as you guys start talk about it, boom! I thought of David and Bathsheba moment you know and then after that you know like he repented and everything which Kobe also repented and after that he seemed to have lived a exemplary life as a father and a and a husband so I thought it was very there's a similarity there and also I I speak a little Spanish I speak some Spanish and I was watching a bit of Spanish TV and they don't want to mention about going to church that that you know he prayed and everything but they also mentioned something that that he was um he he gave credit to a priest to help him through the the tragedy the the his situation the infidelity moment the situation he went to he actually said that this is through his faith and the spirituality and the priest that helped him overcome that so so as i thought that's you know, it's something interesting, and maybe he's—he was a true believer in the end. I'm not sure, but those, yeah, uh, some evidence is. I think I think uh, I think you bring up an interesting point, Michael. And uh, uh, Daniel, did you hear all that? I heard a little bit about it. I know he did an interview with uh, Stephen A. Smith. I think it was shortly after what taking place. He talked about God a little bit. So I've heard some things like that going to mass before but yeah. not not like to an extreme extent but i've heard a little bit about that yeah that's interesting and the, as far as it being like a david and bathsheba moment you know uh the infidelity early on i would like to believe that it led to a, a true and real repentance chang what do you what do you think well david yeah i, I could see where he's coming from um but uh, I, I i could also see some differences yeah uh, for example i mean david hid for about nine months <laughs> until a prophet confronted him and then his child was sick and then he had to you know that broke him yeah he was a and, broken man yeah he was a broken man god god did that out of his mercy and grace um so whether or not that led to a true belief um that's still a question mark for me but whether or not he had a moment like that where i'm never gonna cheat on my wife again this is costing me too much my relationship and I'm going to devote myself 100% to my family now. Yeah. And whether or not, I think what happened was what, what's more likely is that, yes, he he learned from it, and then well, it, it he became a family man 100%, and he devoted himself yeah. to his family. So 
in that sense, I guess, like in a metaphorical way, that they're, they're somewhat re they're related, but I, I do see the differences. Yeah, big differences, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Sure, there's differences and similarity, but there's a lot of difference, of course. You know, the, the God didn't say COVID is a man after my heart, like David said to David, you know. But in modern times, I guess there's some something to something to chew on, I guess, to see that we can change and repent and become. So, so one of the things also I was thinking up to today that I was talking to some friends that it would have been if he had died when little after that event had happened you know it would have been mixed there would not have been such a great outpouring but since he has lived the you know she have had like 15 17 years to kind of yeah turn the page it's a different story yeah i think I, I think that's a good point michael um hey man thanks thanks for calling tonight i really appreciate it and uh sure, sure. God bless. Take thanks and um, I think I think Michael had a really good point there. You know, it is I, I, I like I said I don't know a ton about him personally in his personal life, but it seems to me like there was a maturing and uh, and a moving on. Um, you know, and uh, the, I think the I think we make mistakes and we mess up, and then we does that tarnish us for the rest of our lives? Yeah, so here's the deal with that's a that's an interesting question uh, that you might not like the answer is I think, yeah, it does. I think, I think when we make big, uh, depends on the mistake. I think it leaves a tarnish on us. Now it doesn't, we're wrapped in the righteousness of Christ. And this is why Jesus is so important, but I do think it leaves a tarnish on us when you're a public figure, uh, to the extent that like a Kobe Bryant or a Michael Jackson or, you know, uh, Mike Tyson or any of these other people who made really big mistakes. Uh, I think it does tarnish you. Um, but then so you can stand up and say, yeah, yeah, but I follow Christ. Or Christ has accepted me, and that yeah. and that changes everything. It changes everything for, from an eternal perspective, yeah. for sure, but not necessarily a temporal one. Um, I think that uh, coming back, like there's there, I mean, careers and stuff are are lost all the time because right. of stupid stuff like this. Right. And and I didn't want to get hung up on this one issue tonight. You know, I mean, this is something I and uh, as far as I'm aware, Kobe kept him kept himself out of the the eyes of the media after this. And uh, yeah, he dug himself out and changed the public perception perception of him, which and, had to be a PR nightmare. Yeah, I mean, just personally speaking, yeah, like. I wasn't a Kobe fan. He lost me during. Yeah, that and then won like you he back. Won, won me back. Yeah, and and, and like, there's there's stuff that I'd like to talk about that are larger in the in the cultural context and kind of get off of the 2003 adultery. I, I don't think right now, to be honest with you guys, um, that this is the topic that I want to be talking about to to think about a man who died in a helicopter crash with his 13 year old daughter. Right. right. Uh, he messed up, you know, and and uh, and I don't know if he if he knew who Jesus is. I I hope. That he did, and all I can do is pray that his family, uh, that, that that are still with us, that are still living, they're being pointed even now as I talk that they're pointing, being pointed to the grace that's found only in the cross of Christ, mm -hmm. and uh, and that that's the comfort that they're that's the only place they're going to find comfort in this time of need. Um, <clears throat> what? But one of the astonishing things as we move from the kind of this topic to kind of the cultural. Um, the cultural issues, you know, like I said, I saw all these people outside the, the crash site. Um, and it kind of, to me, one of the first issues it brings up to my mind is the, 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 the central role athletics sports plays in our culture. Um, 
I, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know if it would happen with a politician. Like my, the things that went through my mind when this happened is, is like these people who are out here holding signs and, and mourning, they're really mourning. I'm not doubting that. I think it's authentic. Right. Um, but like if their neighbor died in a helicopter crash, would they go outside the site of the helicopter crash? And yet they I don't think they would. And yet I think that they're going out and they're standing outside uh, where ultimately it's a stranger. I mean. That not not to them. I mean, they know him through social media and through watching him play sports. Well, well, that's an that's an interesting aspect of it. I think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of time spent that people that people invest in this guy's career. Um, they've watched him from high school. They watched him from. I don't think he played college, right? He was drafted straight from high school. Right. So he went straight into the to, to the NBA. People have watched him. They've invested more, maybe even more time than they would have their best friend. Um, and and they've got this they've established this connection this one way connection with him that um, that, that that Kobe has no idea about right uh, and then he's gone and now they're 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 this connection has been disconnected and and so they're they're expressing their yeah. their uh, grief over this absolutely over this absolutely Joel you were gonna say something oh um I was just thinking of that um, to some extent it reminded me of the reaction when Michael Jackson died. Right. In terms of, um, yeah. you know, that's maybe a little bit different because um, uh, it's it's maybe more unusual for uh, an entertainer to have that kind of heroic status. But uh, there there is a kind of a, a history of people um, when someone is really great at something to have a kind of a, a yeah. heroic status just yeah. by virtue of their their gift. You you could say Michael Jackson defined the 80s. Well, it's also so I think absolutely Cultural, culturally icon. and but I think there's a there's a big similarity between Kobe Bryant and like Michael Jackson. If we look at the their position and I mean their their locale, where are they? They're in Los Angeles. Both of them are based in Los Angeles, California, and this is the hub, the cultural hub of the world. You know, so so yeah, athletics in my mind's like I mean it dominates culture and society, but it intertwines with every everything especially in this city especially in the city it's intertwined with politics it's intertwined with entertainment advertising um, advertising i mean kobe's brand was uh i mean invaluable i mean i don't think you can even really i wonder i don't even i, I don't even know i want to guess what his brand is worth so, so when you when you drive by these people these people with michael jackson or these people with uh, with kobe bryant do you think uh inf infidel horrible people um they shouldn't they should be worshiping christ not kobe <laughs> Well, are they worshiping Kobe? Is I think where we start. Is it? Is it? I, I idol worship. Hey, Daniel, what do you think, man? So I think Daniel was out there. I know he was. I, I think. Well, <laughs> I, I was impressed. But I think one thing that immediately came to mind when I was thinking about Kobe that kind of I think ties it in from an LA perspective is I thought about we didn't have cable growing up, so we watched like the road games. But I remember all the really big Kobe moments. We would watch the news on TV, and I was with my family. And we watched the Sunday games with my family. So there was like a, mm -hmm. I think there was a bond involving Kobe where we as L.A. just got together. And so it's not just Kobe. It was as a family or as friends. We all got together, watched the finals, Saturday primetime games, That's Laker games. That's a fantastic point. So it's a, such a good when point. he died, it wasn't just losing Kobe. It was like he was the center of all these memories that we collectively as a really kind of divided city not not in a bad thing not like politically or racially but just like la's all over the place it's a big place but he was like the focal point of all these la moments and that's gone now and so we are mourning that as well i think absolutely like what you're what what i hear you saying is that kobe bryant um 
not not because you knew him personally, but Kobe Bryant, the the personality, the brands, was a bonding agent to to your youth. Yeah, he was a catalyst to family. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Well, certainly in Daniel's life, that's really interesting. I never yeah. thought of it like yeah, that. That's a really good point. You know? I mean, going back to the grieving. I mean, I I agree with your point, John. That that it's genuine, and we don't have to be a cynic about it as Christians. But if this if it's genuine, I think it shows how much the fans loved Kobe. It's kind of like that scene where Jesus wept and people were saying, look how much he loved Lazarus by how much he was weeping. So I kind of I take it for granted that people's grief is genuine and that shows how much they loved and connected or how much Kobe impacted their lives. So, so how does the Christian approach this? I mean, so so you, you suppose I, so I'm not a basketball fan. Right. So I, I, I hear Kobe's death and I and I feel bad because a uh, an image bearer of God has right. died. Right. But I don't really connect. Well, with I guess that. what I'm saying is um, we could give people the benefit of the doubt. Like John said, like we don't have to say, well, their grief is not genuine. I think it is genuine. And from that, I could comes the understanding that, well, they loved Kobe. Reason why they're grieving is because in some way, at some level to some degree, it impacted their lives so that they, they loved Kobe for wh- however he, he impacted their lives, whether it be through connecting families or uh, finding solidarity or finding you know motivation or inspiration. Uh, they come to love Kobe in that way. And it, I don't. And, I, I don't. And in that, hold on, like Chen, because yeah. this is a big point. Because in that, in that, uh, there's an investment. People are making an investment. We see this in celebrity culture and athletics and, and beyond, right? In politics, there's an investment that, that these people come to love Kobe for who he is and what he's doing, right? Winning right. basketball games, ultimately, right? You know, um, but but they're making a personal investment uh, in him, and that investment is bonding. Like I said, bonding that personality and that person. Uh, in there, it's holding their worldview together almost. Uh, the, it's holding the, the cultural narrative together. It's a major part, like what Daniel just said. I mean, when Kobe Bryant dies, the Daniel's remembering, uh, you know, six, seven, eight years old, sitting on his living room floor, watching uh, road games and, and news highlights of Kobe Bryant with the family. With the family. So, I mean, this is the, the you know, I remember Cheers and Mash. You know, mm-hmm. old old television shows. That's what I remember. You know, not not sports necessarily. I'm from Boston, which is a big sports town, but um, but certainly, I mean, the, the, so I think that there's something here, like with what you were just saying, that people come to love him, and uh, even though they never knew him right. uh, personally, they did know him in the fact that they followed him and they invested a part of their time, their lives, in the career, in the persona, and the brand of Kobe Bryant. Right. Which I think is is I cut you off, man. I'm really sorry. No, no, but no. I thought that's, a, that that was good. That was good. I thought it was a really good point. Is, is it sad though that that uh, if our neighbor dies, we're not out in the same force? Is it sad? Is I mean, it, I mean, is it a commentary on the human condition? So I think it's well. Number I I think I don't think it's I don't think that's the right question. I think um, this kind of brings us into the time of the next topic where I'd like to kind of talk about is a little bit of idol worship, right? Um, I I think it's sad that that oftentimes we feel more loyalty to a person that we never knew that doesn't necessarily qualify even as really a good person. I don't know, like I said, I don't know Kobe Bryant, and I'm not his his maker. Um, but but uh, I I think we live in a time in an era in our culture, at least certainly in the in the locale that I'm at now in the in my immediate culture is I don't know my neighbors. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And I come to think I know Kobe Bryant better than yeah. I do my immediate right. neighbors. Well, there's maybe like an, uh, an illusion of intimacy because mm-hmm. you know so much about the celebrity's life. And, uh, you know, there's also like what you, I think what you're touching on is idolatry. Is it possible that the celebrity holds a place, it's filling a place that wasn't meant to be filled by a celebrity? Well, I think it's I think it's thought provoking, right? I think that if you're super affected by by Kobe Bryant, but you don't know who your your next door neighbor is, I think that, that should provoke some some thought in your in your life about how you've integrated and how you've represented the the kingdom of Christ. Sure, I agree with you. I, I you know, um, they will know you're my disciples by how you love one another, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and how are we loving each other, uh, practically speaking. You know, how are we loving each other? If you, uh, you know, I mean, one of the things that we can take away from this event is, and this is, this is honestly, guys, this is where my mind goes and it's kind of weird and not weird. It's just, this is where my mind goes. Uh, I've, I try to put on a heavenly perspective every single day and keep my eyes on the cross and heaven right beyond it. And when I hear of something like this, I understand on its face, it's tragic, but I also know that I serve a God who's sovereign and good in all that he does. And this moves me and motivates me not to uh, to go to a, a site of a crash or a helicopter crash or anything like that, but it moves me towards the people that are directly uh, in my path, my life's path, where I can share the gospel with them so that they're not a tragedy, so that when they die, I can say, well, I don't know if that person was a Christian like Kobe Bryant. I can say, you know what? That person, I, I saw them come to Christ. So that person I know is a, is a disciple of Jesus because I saw how he loves his neighbor. Um, I saw him you know, confess with his mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in his heart that he's been raised from the dead, as Paul says. Um, so... You know, that's that's where I go kind of with it. And, and I'm a little different, I guess. I don't know. I'm weird. I don't get super sad by this stuff. I um, I get motivated. You just, you just move on more easily than others. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I just want... Yeah. D- death doesn't affect me. Like, I, I think I have a healthy and good perspective on, on, on death. You know, maybe it's from being a pastor for, for the better part of, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years. Uh, just having to deal with death all the time, uh, or maybe it's just uh, be, having a renewed mind where my focus isn't here and now. And that's why I don't buy into celebrity culture either. I worked at a law firm where we represented a lot of these, a lot of these celebrities that, that get brought into the news. And I've met a lot of them, and, and never once was I uh, taken aback or, or you know, um, made, uh, you know, you get in awe of these people. And I do think that the, with, with Kobe Bryant, there is a semblance of idol worship. I think that, that people do worship. I mean, but idols always break the hearts of their worshipers every single time. And Kobe Bryant, unfortunately, whether he had something to do with it or not, Kobe Bryant is a, is a functional idol in our culture. Um, and right now, this is, this is my heart. Uh, right now, there are people that are in so much pain and anguish because their idol was just smashed and they don't know which way's up. And Chang, you're, you're like, uh, you're a perfect example of a good, uh, you have a good perspective because you are a Kobe fan and you are a loyal Lakers fan and you've been through the the process and you're super sad and you're heartbroken. But at the same time, you know, the, you you know, the proper platform that Kobe stood on. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple passages that came to mind right after, I heard the news, and one is of Psalms 39, 4 through 6, where the That's Psalms... the Old Testament, man. <laughs> well, there's another New Testament example also uh, I like to share. But it's, it's, he's, he, he prays, the psalmist prays, Oh, Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days, oh. and let me know how fleeting I am. Oh, my gosh. 
and it just made me um, think about how fleeting our life is. And and the New Testament example I thought about is Luke 13, where the tower fell on the people, and yeah. and the 13 people passed. Was it 13? Yeah. Uh, 18 people. Uh, the and killed the them. tower. Yeah. yeah, the tower is uh, Siloam. Siloam, right? Fell and killed them. And then Jesus says, you know, are, are deep, were these people worse offenders than you? And then he says, I, but I tell you, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So it, it's, it's like a moment of, dude, you know, this is the news of the day in Jesus' time. And Jesus is using this to remind us that, man, we could die and perish any time. That brings up, Chang, another a, really amazing point. Maybe we could wrap it up with this, this conversation with this point is the manner, not just the manner which, in which Kobe Bryant and the others in the helicopter died, not just suddenly, but also the fact that, uh, that he was 41. His yeah. days were numbered, yes, but they weren't numbered very many. Right. And uh, Our life is a vapor. Our right. life is a vapor. That the Bible says that somewhere. Yeah, James. James says, um, don't, don't be lifted up in pride and say, you know, this time next, next year this is going to happen. Yeah, and this is and this is actually a point where I think it justifies grief. I think it's it's right to grieve when somebody when when young people die. It's it's right to grieve when 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 dads of young girls die. I think it's I think we ought to be grieving with the culture, um, and that's why I think that it, that's why I thought it was important that we move yeah. on from his his falling short. We all to, fall short of the glory of God. To mourn with those who mourn. That's right. You know, Jesus wept. You know, maybe not necessarily in this type of circumstances, but he definitely related um, with with the people that he was ministering to, and I think that we can learn from that. As I said before, you know, they will know you are my disciples by how you love one another, and uh, and I think that's important that we love the people who are grieving. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think I think when we when we have a young person who's died, we get a sense that we've been robbed, and certainly uh, in in a case like Kobe Bryant. You know, I mean, I feel like we've been uh, we've been robbed. This man obviously wasn't done. You know, he was done with his basketball career, maybe, but he wasn't done producing culture. I mean, he was, uh, he, like I said, I think earlier in the show, he was making uh, commercials. I mean, he's, he, he just made a couple new commercials. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he was raising a daughter who was supposed to be a, an amazing basketball player in her own right. Uh, you know, he, who, he was encouraging young teams. I mean, yeah, I think he had a whole academy out there in uh, Mamba. Park, right? Yeah, Mamba, Mamba Academy, which which I think is where he was going. Yeah, that's where he was going. Yeah, actually, uh, that's I, interesting because the I, I teach disciples at a high school, um, Beacon Hill Classical Academy, and uh, their basketball team. That's our home court, and that's the, that's where they practice. And I touched, I just taught discipleship on Wednesday morning to senior boys, and uh, dude, they were like totally mourning him, you know, for for good and bad reasons, you know. I mean, not bad reasons, but I think uh, I think there was definitely a little bit of idol worship going on, but also the fact that. Uh, these these young young people, just like Daniel, just like Daniel, their their lives were uh, in a very real way shaped by this other young man, Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, and so, so as as Christians, we it's it's not good for us to come 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 aside uh, people who are mourning and and criticize them for the way that they're mourning or for what they're mourning, right? But it is it's more important for us to come across to them or, or come or come aside, uh, alongside them and and help them through the process of reading. I agree with that 100%. Right. Well, it's ultimately, it's, I think it's important to, uh, I think it's important to point them to the cross. Right. Um, ultimately, 
Um, and you and you do that either through example or through direct conversation or or through through whatever is appropriate at the time. Yeah, yeah. I think um, absolutely. You come, you come, you, you come alongside them. You know, you you mourn with the mourners, and uh, and you and you point them to Jesus and the comfort that's there, and uh, and that's all you can do. You know, that's that's all you can do. But life is fragile, yeah. uh, for sure. And and that's what this this made me think. I couldn't imagine uh, if my wife was was uh, flying or driving somewhere with with Phoebe, my. Uh, my second kid, second of four girls, and uh, they got into a car wreck or a plane crash and didn't come home. Yeah, isn't that uh, the man that wrote It As Well? Didn't he suffer uh, a tragedy like that? Man, I don't know, but that's that's a good hymn to be writing. If uh, <laughs> It is well with my soul, you know. And I think now, he wrote that hymn after, afterward. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, this, is, uh, this is Apologetics.com Radio. If you've been listening to us, thank you guys so, so much. Um, and I want to say, if you're struggling with this and you're wrestling with the Kobe Bryant stuff, get to church this weekend. Talk to somebody and, uh, and uh, make, make sure you uh, get involved in the community because this is the great time for community to come together and be one, uh, one church. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm John. We've got Eric, Joel, and Chang, and you guys are amazing. And uh, we'll be back. Well, I'll be back with you in two weeks, and then we'll be back with you next month. Uh, Apologetics.com radio where we challenge believers to think and think is to believe. Have a great night. Bye-bye.